Thanks for tuning in to The Real Deal Show, brought to you by ebodyboarding.com and Tribe Boards. Hey folks, Jay Real, back at you with another episode of The Real Deal Show. And man, I am so honored to be in the presence of this god of bodyboarding. This man, if you don't know who he is... <laughs> You should, because folks, this is six-time world bodyboarding champion, Guilherme Tamaga. What's up, Guilherme? Hi, Jay. Good to see you, buddy. Great to see you, too. It's been a long time. Well, I want to point out something. It has been a long time, by the way. Um, And I said Guilherme Tamaga because a lot of people call you Tamega. Mm-hmm. That's not the right way to pronounce your last name, right? Yeah, it's you're Tamaga. Right. You're right, Jay. The yeah, accent Tamaga. on the first syllable, the A. Yep. And there's even like a little triangle accent thing that's a Portuguese character to show you there's an accent over the Tamaga. Which but, I removed when I came to America. Oh, you did? They don't, they don't, they don't understand yeah. that. <laughs> Just take that off, make it simple. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but mega right. is a real marketable term in English. So you kind of went with it and, you know, used it in the marketing of your name to, to it, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. To mega sounds yeah. cool in English. Yes, yeah. Right. The mega world. Okay, so we got that out of the way. I just wanted <laughs> to make sure. So uh, we're recording this in mid-October 2023. You are... 51 years old, right? That's correct. Turned 51 last month in September. Yep. Right? And you are still an absolute beast in and out of the water. We're going to get to all of that, but let's just talk about some of the titles. This stuff's been covered before, but you have six world titles. We know that. Six runner-ups to the world title. Yep. Um, I think five of your world titles were the GOB World Tour. And one was Pipeline, right? That's correct, yeah. And the Pipeline one is super memorable because it was in 1994. Mm-hmm. And if anybody has seen the 1994 Pipe event, I think it's on YouTube somewhere. Um, it was absolutely like the biggest Pipe has ever been for that event before and since. Patty Serrano is, by the way, in the background here, making noise, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> She's a legend in her own right. We're going to get to her at some point during the Real Deal show evolution. We will certainly interview Patty because I have a lot of history with her. But back to you, GT. So six runner-ups, two ISA titles. That's the world. what used to be called the World Surfing Games. Now it's called, I don't even know what it's called now, the ISA. I think it might still be the World yeah, Surfing Games. Yeah, yeah. Six-time Brazilian champ. Six-time Brazilian champ. Three-time Shark Island Challenge winner. Jeez, mm-hmm. I'm reading all. I had to write all this stuff down because there's so many accolades for GT. Um, and with all of those, you got your first title. You were 21 years old at that Pipeline event. And your last world title was in 2002. So that was 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then you retired in 2015. So with all of those amazing accomplishments, what stands out as your most proud accomplishment in bodyboarding, competitively speaking? I think the... the, the um, hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be oh, here. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't even give him yeah. a chance to say hello. <laughs> um, 
is uh, the first time you never forget. Yeah. The, the first time in 1994. Yeah, check on YouTube. It's, it's over there. You guys can see. It was the biggest uh, pipeline ever and uh, was, um, was a dream come true. It was huge for me and my family in Brazil, the Brazilian bodybuilding community. Uh, was it was huge like I was I was literally uh, feeling like treated treated a celebrity when I yeah. went back home and uh, like um, ice cream stand guys uh, like complimenting me like, hey what's up champ like I was like <laughs> what what's going on here full-on have a celebrity life not not only that that was a, a result of the, of all the the care and the, the work, but um, yeah, the, the, the first style was, um, was huge. It was huge for me. I was really focused. I really want that. You know, uh, uh, since the beginning, I got all the fourth, all the, the places all the way until the first. Like, I got fourth, and then the year next, I got third, and then the year next, I got second. And that year, 1994, I was like, okay, this is it. Or, or is it the first or nothing? And uh, you know you're there. Yeah. And uh, what was that song <laughs> you sung at the, the party? Was, uh, I don't know. We did a different one every time. Yeah, yeah. It was something you're gonna die or something. <laughs> I, I'll never forget. But um, yeah, it was nuts. Well, was, you used to say. I, I think at that event, like you had this mindset where you were willing to die to win that contest. Like yeah, you I didn't was. care about your own safety. I was. I, I even today I watched the video. I was like, no way! I, I, I'm able to do this kind of stuff. Like, like, no, it's impossible. <laughs> it's crazy. Even now, like, based on today's standards, it's crazy what you were doing out there. Yeah, I literally, I literally, uh, I remember paddling for a ten foot, twelve feet uh, pipeline closeout. I was like, I'm gonna hit right there. I see that monster thing <laughs> closing out. I was like, I'm gonna hit right there. And uh, no way I would even try to paddle for those kind of waves today. And just that's the, the real uh, focus and real uh, uh, driven uh, mentality I had that day. Well, if you too. believe that, all you got to do is look at this, which was taken four years ago, maybe? Yeah, that, this is another blasting so from Pipeline. He still does paddle for those GT, kind of waves, folks. Yeah, GT, <laughs> a little bit of help of backwash helped on this, but... Uh, it's just the blessing of the wave. I love that wave so much. The, the relationship I have with the pipeline is, is, is out of this world. It's a great energy. Yeah, and it, you know that brings up another point. You're, not only yourself, you and Mike Stewart, both you know, probably the winningest bodyboarders ever, both have that deep relationship with pipeline because in the early days, pipeline is where we did crown the world champions where you won your first world title. So yep. that intimate relationship has now developed into a career for you, but I don't want to get to that just yet because it's very important to talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, you're back in your pro days. Let's go back to the very beginning. You started out in Copacabana, right? That's yeah. your home beach. Yeah. What was the peak along that stretch of beach that you used to ride the most? Yeah, the, the Posto Cinco is, uh, was my home break, which is, uh, I live right on that street and was the best spot in Copacabana. I think even, even that God placed me in the right spot. So I grew up on that, uh, learned how to bodyboard on that. I bought a, a Mori Boogie 139, I remember my dad gave me uh, as a present. 
And I have, that was, was one of the best days of my life, really. It's and the board is probably gigantic, too. Yeah, it's the 139 without yeah. the, the sleek oh, bottom. Yeah. Right. Which is uh, like the Aussies. Yep. And, yeah, and uh, that was my first board. And uh, I even remember when I, when I got the board, me and my brothers started running to the beach. Let's try this thing out. And I caught the first <laughs> wave. When I caught the wave and I went like this, I started like, uh, uh, like um, loot, I lost the ray and I started going sideways all the way to the to the shore. I said, "Okay, this is harder than I thought." Right, like, and uh, yeah, unforgettable day. And um, yeah, that's the the, the best spot, uh, one of the best body body spots in the, in Rio. And you used to wear duck feet too, as I recall, the yeah. early days. Yeah, I always loved duck feet because uh, there's a lot of power to it. It's a super long feet fin. You guys, you know, most of the guys know about the duck fin, and uh, it's uh, just powerful, and yeah. I love it. Well, Daniel Kaimi, the first uh, pipeline, well, Mori pipeline champion, wore those fins as well. So obviously, yeah, tons of power, but that was back in the day. So you had an amazing competitive career, and, and the one thing I think, you know, that was really interesting, you know, being six-time world champion, you had... Um, you you were sort of a second generation of body of pro bodyboarders. You know, the first generation was older guys like Mike Stewart, Pat Caldwell, Ben Severson. Mm -hmm. You were the next generation, so you really pushed things as you came up in the sport. And there was a changing of the guard at some point, as we say in English, and that was on the GOB tour where <clears throat> Mike Stewart had dominated the sport for so many years. And here comes this young Brazilian guy, you, and you shook things up. You started winning events all the time, and you won the first GOB World Tour, which was in 1995, was the first year we had a full world tour. And everybody went, well, that's it. Now this is the new guy. This is the new guy. Did you really feel like you wanted to take Mike out? Was that a... A target for you or was were you just focused I want to win the world tour or was it both you wanted to beat Mike and take the world title I knew I knew I knew to 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 win the world title I need to beat Mike Mike was the man and always being and have huge respect and he always be the GOAT the greatest guy ever uh, bodyboard ever and uh, uh, and I knew I have to to beat him to accomplish what I want to accomplish yeah uh, the world title and uh, and I, I did that, and I was really focused to beat Mike. Uh, he was my goal, and yeah. the whole goal. And uh, I knew if I, I if I, I focus on him, everything else was was gonna be accomplished. And uh, and that that what happened uh, happened that way. Um, and I knew I have something special too. Uh, I was type of rider. I was really complete from a one foot wave all the way to fifteen. Yeah. So there, there was not many guys good at that. And as, as complete as that as I was, that's why I won the GOB four times in a row. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree. And, you know, from my perspective, I saw that you had as much intensity in one foot surf as you did in 15 foot surf. It didn't matter to you how the waves were. What mattered to you was maximizing your riding for the waves that we were given and where other guys would maybe complain if the waves were small oh i lost because it was one to two feet you never did that you just 
went at it no matter what the surf was like. Yes, yes. Uh, one thing I, uh, one, th one thing that helped is uh, growing up in Copacabana in Rio, the, the conditions there, you know, it's majority of the time it's, it's small. Yeah. So we grow up in a small bad waves and that's great. If yeah. you want to be good at something, be good at, that, at the bad part of it, yeah. which is the, 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 the good part is easy. Yeah. Which is just come and fits like a glove. So that happens in my career and my life, and uh, I really fortunate um, uh, it went the way it was. And I was really focused too. I yeah. was like, like you said, you know, it doesn't matter how, how big, how, how good the waves are, I, I, it's good for everybody, you know, and just so close your mouth, do what you gotta do. If it's windy, if it's bad, if it's onshore, if it's small or big, it's the same condition for everybody and just be focused. Yeah. And, uh, I was. And it I worked for you. Six world titles is good yeah. and six runner up. That's pretty amazing. That's an amazing career. And it you know should be noted that, as we said, five of your world titles were on a full tour, right? In the early days, I don't want to take away from Mike's accomplishments. His world titles were one event at Pipeline, which is a very specific wave yeah, that suits yeah. certain strengths and other riders don't have those strengths. But you competed in everything from Pipeline to Portugal to Brazil to Japan and everything in between in all kinds of waves. So winning a tour to me is, is, an, is an amazing accomplishment, especially you know, the, the, the early days of the tour where the best riders in the world were all there. So pretty amazing. And one other thing I want to mention, GT, is you, to me, were the first rider to bring training into professional bodyboarding. Mm -hmm. Before you, everyone just went for a surf. Mm -hmm. You came in, you started training outside of bodyboarding to win your world titles, right? Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. My dad always uh, pushed me, like, you know, enough waves, go, go, go work out, go, go, you know, go be stronger, go do this, go do that. I was like, okay, okay. And uh, that kind of mentality helped me that, like, okay, the, the wave part, the, the technique is there. I have that. Now I've got to make the machine stronger. And uh, so I have a complete machine that involves everything. And uh, that's what I, I, sometimes I work out my body and my, my mind more than uh, on the surf per, per se. Yep. Sometimes I, I didn't surf before my heat, a uh, day before my heat and go straight to the heat like a, a complete machine focused and ready to, to, to destroy. And that was your diet and everything you changed? Yeah, yeah. When I moved to California, I just, uh, Oceanside right now, just having thousands of flashbacks. I love this city. <laughs> you know, Patty was the one that, you know, that welcomed, uh, welcomed me here. And, uh, you know, my, my first townhouse, Patty was the one that buy this because Oceanside's going to grow like crazy. Yeah. And sure enough, I was telling my, my, my wife, I was like, I bought this condo for $115,000 uh, $115, wow. and I wish I bought this whole condo because oh I would be a millionaire oh, yeah. today. I um, remember where that place was. It was very close to the beach, like one or two blocks in yeah. from the beach. Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, it's, uh, it's the, and I live for that. I have a personal trainer. I used to weight my, my, my nutrition. I had like 3,000 calories a day that I had to eat. Uh, six meals a day and measuring like uh, grams of chicken, grams of steak, like a uh, snack, 
I was a whey protein in between, and uh, I was a really building, uh, build machine yeah. to to be the to accomplish every year. That that was my life, and I I, I didn't take for granted. You know, no <laughs> drugs, no alcohol, just pure like focus machine. Wow. So I was ordering mm. Papa John's. Apparently, something. I did something wrong. <laughs> That's why I never won a world title. Damn it. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that was amazing that, that you brought training into it and influenced a lot of riders after you to kind of do the same. One thing I want to point out, and this was often mentioned in the bodyboarding media, was your style of riding was very different than, say, Mike Stewart, who mm. was your rival at the time. Um, you had a very radical style some might say a reckless style in big surf. You would just hit the lip on crazy sections. Um, the way you rode your board, your body position was very different. Some people gravitated towards your style. Some gravitated towards Mike's. Did you get a lot of um, people mentioning that to you sometimes? Yeah, of media? course. Yeah, of course. And it was visible too. Yeah. Just from watching, you, you see the difference. And that, that's, that's from a lot from... Uh, Growing up, um, uh, my, four, my first real bodyboard was a Mach 7. I didn't have other options. Yep. So the Mach 7 was hitting my chest. Yes. So uh, my, really, my, my style built up on the... I had to grab the rail on my nose on, on the side. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why I still grab on the oh, side. Yeah. Mike Stewart is in the front of the nose. Right. Mine is on the side. Interesting. So, yeah, that's how my, my whole uh, style adapt. Huh. To the for what I, I learned, what I had in the beginning. Oh yeah, because everything molds from the beginning. Sure, right. So I I built this own style that worked for me. They use they even say that it's kind of froggy. Yeah, the the frog. Uh, yeah, your knees are out a little more when uh, you do the spin. Yeah, 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 which was adapted by a bunch of Brazilians and Latino in general, yeah. right? Uh, Argentina, a bunch of places, even Canary Islands. A bunch of people uh, ride pretty similar to mine, uh, like other places like Australia and Europe. And there's a lot of line to it, a lot of style. They really worry about uh, how they position. It looks good, it doesn't look good. And um, you see the difference, you know. But uh, the way I ride worked for me. And I, I never yep. care about, I never really was worried about how good I look on my board. Yeah. But how are I gonna hit the lip? Yeah. <laughs> how are I gonna do a roll on that big wave? Or how are I gonna, you know, shred a uh, 12 feet pipe? Yeah. That was what I was worried about. And when I take off on a wave, I, I always like, it's like a program. I, I look at the wave, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do brr, everything programs and go into my mind. I'm gonna do this, this and that. And I maybe I'm gonna finish with another one. And uh, I always been like that, yeah. like, programmed. And, uh, and the style just came with it. Yep. I didn't work on it. I wasn't worried about that. And I just, you know, for me, it was just about, you know, being radical, like yeah. you said. And, uh, and it, worked. it worked. It did. Yeah. As evidenced by your success competitively. Um, okay, so let's talk about, at some point, you were living here in California. You ended up in Hawaii. How did you choose to move to Hawaii? What caused you to move over there or prompted you to? Well, um... Uh, I never miss a Hawaii winter season since 1988. Wow. Like, 
it's just every year, you know, looking for a house, looking for a rental and this and that. And, you know, and then every year the same thing. And, uh, and be a professional bodyboarder, I could basically live anywhere in the world. You know, my check was coming in through the mail and I, you know, I, that was my job, you know, be win events, yeah. you know, be a professional bodyboarder. So uh, when I met my wife, we, we got married and a year later, a couple months later, she got pregnant. And we went to Pipe, the Pipe event there, and uh, we find out she was pregnant there. And uh, we were like, you know, we're staying here. We're not living in Hawaii anymore. My kid's gonna born in Hawaii. You know, that's where my heart is. That's where the waves pipeline yeah. is. But basically, you know, that's my, my connection to that wave. And uh, we're not living anymore. We're staying here. Yeah. And uh, we haven't <laughs> lived since then. 18 years 18 years in hawaii and do you guys have u.s citizenship now oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. we've been yeah we've been americans for over 10 years longer than vicky vicky's four years now so yeah yeah you got her beat it was uh obama so, so beginning of obama yeah so well i mentioned you know you had retired as a pro bodyboarder in 2015 were you still getting paid to be a pro bodyboarder all the way until 2015 all the way to the end okay yep, yep. and uh, this was who were your main sponsors i know wave rebel was a big yeah wave rebel always been, the yeah they they're amazing that you know i've been part of the company for ages all the way to the end yeah i was basically the on the the, the payroll of the, the the company okay pretty much and um and um yeah and um they start making more boards uh low-end boards they, they got out of the 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 high-end stuff they start making the, the epoxy bottom yeah which uh, i loved it you yeah. know it was a it was a great uh board but uh, they, they have some issues with the, the build and the, the, you know, the, the whole uh, quality of the, the, the products in, made in China. But the, the whole concept of the, the, the epoxy was great. Yeah, I we used to it. sell those. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm very grateful that you know, I, I could prolong my career and go as far as I want, even more. I was kind of over it already, already but you know, everything's still happening why not yeah you know, so just kept on going why the decision to retire because i i don't work on 80 percent jay yeah. i don't work on a 70 percent you probably the same way yeah you know we, we gotta be 100 percent sure and 100 percent focused i want to do this before you know for the past five years on the on the tour I already kind of over inside and uh i wasn't really uh, going anywhere it was fun great waves and everything but uh, I need to be a hundred percent otherwise I, I just take off and get out well it makes sense because <laughs> you had achieved a goal six times that most people never get a chance to experience what else is there in the sport and you know now there's a new crop of guys coming up who are very hungry and you know I understand it too I, I lost my competitive fire if you want to say that for bodyboarding competitively a long time ago i just it was fun while i did it and i think it's the same for you but yeah. there's other things that make you happy now and you've moved on to those other things yeah yeah i need to be challenged yeah it's something that challenges me so bodyboarding i pretty much won everything yeah know? so I, I beat pretty much everybody you know the the newer guys I haven't competed with a bunch of the newer guys but that doesn't really uh 
open my eyes or just you know uh, challenges me really yeah you know I, I it's maybe, it, and there are guys that still have that competitive fire I guess Jeff Hubbard you know he's 48 he's still competing at a top level yeah, yeah. Mike's having a stab at it at 60 years old I I won't say that Mike's you know completely he's I, I interviewed him on this podcast and he, you know he he said I just really want to see how I you know if I could still do it I he didn't seemed to care if he lost or won, but it was just an experiment for him. And for you, you needed to be challenged, which brings me to the next thing, the Ironman thing. Mm -hmm. So that was the next challenge for you. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, I started doing triathlon, you know, I'm a lifeguard. Uh, we, we work out and train every single day. And uh, on the summertime, North Shore is completely flat. So I do a lot of running and swimming and I love riding my bike. You know, sometimes I go like 50 miles to work uh, riding my bike and I, I loved it. And, uh, and that brought me into, okay, I'm gonna start doing this sprint. And then I entered in a sprint triathlon and I got second place in my age group. And the guy in first was right in front of me. I didn't know he was, he was uh, the guy who was gonna win. You could've caught him. Uh, yeah, if I knew I would've caught him. <laughs> if, I, if I knew I always it. wish they had age, your age on the back yeah yeah but anyways I was I think I can do this this is fun and then I started training and the same year that was like February March yeah uh, March April May like April May and then I, uh, on the same year I entered on the half Ironman on the Honu mm -hmm. and, uh, on the big, big island, island. yeah and uh I was, uh, I ended up being the best uh, uh, Hawaiian resident of my age group. And they, they called me, inviting me for the for Kona, Kona, which is October. Yes. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Yes. And, uh, okay, I started training and then I, I pay a thousand dollars. You need to have a thousand dollars right on the spot. Yeah. It's like an expensive just, sport. Just take my credit card, you know, let's do this. And then, uh, and then, uh, okay, now I'm going to just double everything I did. You know, all the training I did, <laughs> yeah, just double it twice and as let's much. do this. And that's what I did. I have a lot of uh, support from Boca too. Boca Hawaii is a Brazilian guy that has this awesome shop and he has uh, some coaching training. Yeah. Coaching training to, to the Big Island and the events. So I went to Big Island, spent uh, five days training with them. And uh, that helped me a lot. And, uh, and I did it. And uh, 9.45. First yeah. time ever. Now, let me point out something. I've done 11 Ironmans and never come even close to nine hours and 45 minutes for 100. And, you know, the whole distance of the Ironman, 140.6 miles. If you count the swimming, bike, and run, it's a long day out there. So this guy, his first shot, he gets into the Ironman World Championships and goes 9.45, probably near the top of your age group, somewhere near the top. Yeah, I think it was top 50, right? Yeah, there. that's pretty amazing. So after that event at Kona, you didn't you do another Honu? I did like another Honu. Year? Yeah, that's the, the half Ironman qualifier. Yeah. yeah, I did the Honu again the year follow, and I qualified again. <laughs> so here's my credit card again. I was oh god. This thing is expensive. Anyways, uh, I entered again, but uh, at, at the, uh, right in the middle of my training, I promised myself after I finished the first Ironman, I was like, this is it. I'm not doing it anymore. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> I, I, like I was completely destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sure enough, next year, everything rolled out again. And I would say, okay, 
let's do this and I started training I was like you know what no I said no it's no I'm out uh, I'm not gonna do it and uh, some stuff happened too and uh, on the way that I you know what I'm not gonna do it and uh, yeah I just gave up on it but I did the honor the honor is really fun the half yeah. Ironman there is beautiful scene uh, Big Island is the paradise of triathlon. Did you beat your time from the year before? No, I did it? not. Okay. No. I fell. <laughs> the weather conditions I have fell a lot on to bike. do with that. I fell, I fell on the bike. From the I wind? An accident. Uh, no, this guy, I was passing this guy and this guy all of a sudden, I was like, oh, all of a sudden he hit me uh, and I, I flew off no. my bike. Oh my like God. Like full on backflip on it. Landing on asphalt, my bike was all like crooked. I tried to uncrook oh, my no. bike and kept on going. I finished. I did everything, but I lost a pretty good time there. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, uh, yeah, I uh, just cruise. But uh, I'm really competitive. Yeah. You know how I am. I can't. I, yes. I, if if you like, man, like, well, I can the, see you getting upset now. So many the, years on later, the fi- on the Ironman, <laughs> on the last mile. Yeah. I put it. I put it on my head. Like, okay, nine forty-five. I, I visualized nine forty-five yeah. time before, uh, and uh, on the last mile, last mile of the marathon, right at the end, um, all these guys that passed me on the run. I was like, okay, guys, get ready because I'm coming. All of a You're sudden, I was like, it. let's go! I start sprinting the last mile like crazy. <laughs> You know, the, the, the last finish and where everybody, all the, the public is uh, waiting for the people. Everybody was screaming, oh like, who the heck, yeah. like 500 place is going to be st- sprinting the last <laughs> mile of the Ironman. Sure enough, uh, when I watched the time was 9.45, exactly wow. the time I wanted. Oh, my god! I was uh, visualizing. And uh, if, it did, if I did not sprint that time. I would never yeah. get that time. A lot of people that do that, they sprint the last whatever half mile, they pass out when they hit the finish line because they spend every bit of energy. Yeah, in that, in I that tried, last but part I, of the race. thank God that worked. Well, so there's the Ironman Guilherme achieving another challenge. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, you were a lifeguard, which meant you trained a lot during the summer when it's flat on the North Shore. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about how you got into lifeguarding. Let's talk about that. You transitioned from pro bodyboarder to North Shore lifeguard, the heaviest place in the world to be a lifeguard. How does that happen? Stay tuned for part two of my interview with Guilherme Tamaga, coming soon. <laughs>